Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. Listen again for God's Word to the church from the Gospel of John in the third chapter. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with this person. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh. What is born of of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I say to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, you are a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man will be lifted up. Whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And this is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. When I was young, my dad worked the night shift at a local food distribution warehouse, 
for many years. He had been a grocery store manager, and in his mid-30s, about my age now, he was ready for a change. So he made a career pivot and a sleep change. When my sisters and I would be getting ready for school, my dad would be asleep. Then he'd be around in the afternoons after school, and then he'd head to work after dinner. It was like he was part of some nocturnal community with the owls and the raccoons and first responders and truck drivers and healthcare workers. As a kid, it felt almost like there was something a little forbidden about my dad being at work at night. How he was so active when I had to be in bed. We all had to be quiet in the mornings because he was in the middle of his night. Now, several of you have been or are currently working on the night shift in your jobs. And maybe to you it's become ordinary, but to some of us who follow more or less the patterns of the sun, there's some mystery and fascination about those of you who are up at night. Because the night has a bit of a reputation. If you're up at night for work, you had a pass. You get a pass. But, but, but I have always heard, maybe you've heard, that nothing good happens after midnight. So I was a bit concerned about my dad being out among the mischievous of the night. Night is the time of crime. We try to light up the city streets so they resemble more of the day to deter crime, right? That's what we're working on with Power to the Hill, to light up the neighborhood. Night is a time for behaviors that folks don't want to see the light of day. The Bible says that in the beginning, before God created the heavens and the earth, says the earth was complete chaos and darkness covered the face of the deep. God's first act of creation was to turn the lights on, to separate the light from the darkness. There is a boundary between the night and the day, and God's will is creating light. John's gospel said that the word of God is life, And life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. So God's word brings life and light to push away the darkness. Jesus says, just a few verses after what we just read in the Gospel of John, that the light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. Dark nights are the time of evil, wickedness, so the idea seems to be. But is night really all that bad? In the days when the Bible was written, the world at night could be very, very dark. Our world today is filled with so much light that they call it light pollution. We've lit up so much of the night that it confuses the animals that thrive in the night. A lot of light, a lot of life happens in the night. One summer during my seminary education, I worked as a hospital chaplain. The hospital was Atlanta's major trauma one center right downtown, 
which meant that nearly all of the car accidents, the shootings, heart attacks, and strokes came to that emergency department first. It was intense. But I came to really enjoy being on the overnight shift. When someone is in a major health crisis, a code is called in the hospital. It means that that this person is, is very likely dying. Everyone who is on call is paged and required to come to respond to that room, including the chaplain. As we'd get called from one crisis to the next throughout the night, a community formed among those of us who were on call. We had the sacred privilege of bearing witness to what was for most of those in each room that we visited, very likely a life-changing, traumatic moment. Being there to help, as the providers were, to provide support, or my role to simply try to comfort, to provide some comfort and strength, to be there for the Healthcare workers, after the code ended, to help them process a loss. Many of them took very hard. And all of this happening under the cover of night. I saw the deep value of life. The frantic and often miraculous work of preserving life. And the community of care and compassion that forms in hospitals. This work happened certainly during the day as well, but at night there seemed to be this greater intimacy and and mystery and a bond among the healers in the night. So night has its gifts, not only its dangers and warnings. In fact, in the Bible, the night is very often when God appears in dreams and in visions Jacob and young Samuel become prophet Samuel. Both of them received calls from God in the night, and they responded, here I am. When Moses and the Hebrews were wandering in the wilderness, God provided them food that was manna, and it was only in the night that the manna came from heaven, and they gathered it in the morning. In the night, God is providing for his people, speaking to his people. As the Hebrews fled Egypt, God himself led them through the wilderness as a pillar of fire in the night. God leads and protects us in the night. Jesus was born under the cover of night. Angels appeared to Mary and to shepherds and and to Joseph in a dream all in the night. The night is talked about most in the Bible, in the book of Job and in Psalms. The writer of Psalm 88, for example, asks God if God's wonders can even be known in the darkness. But the writers of Psalm 16 and 19 say, well, the Lord gives counsel in the night. And night to night reveals God's wisdom. Beloved, are you afraid of the dark? What what wakes you up at night? Nicodemus was a wise and respected man, a leader of the Jews, a scholar, a teacher, a Pharisee. He was a man of the daytime, a man whose reputation was built upon having answers 
helping people see the way to God. But what got Nicodemus up at night was Jesus. Nicodemus came to see Jesus at night. He wanted to meet Jesus. So he stayed up into the night, in the darkness, while guards walked their posts. Nicodemus made his way to Jesus. While the warehouse workers packed goods and first responders rushed from disaster to disaster, from crime scene to crime scene, and doctors and nurses moved from room to room, shocking hearts and removing bullets and stitching wounds. And while the raccoons looked for food and swifts soared through the night sky and baby turtles followed the light of the moon to the sea, Nicodemus went looking for Jesus. And he met Jesus. Jesus, who was up in the night, waiting for Nicodemus. Now I wonder what it was that kept Nicodemus up at night. Maybe worries about work. I remember maybe the first vacation I ever took from Christ Lutheran Church was after a mission group of, of youth came and they did a project down in the basement, and I think they did a fine job at it, but there was a, a, an electrical box that we ended up sealing up. Then we went to vacation, and one or two nights in, I was up in the middle of the night certain that you all would come and find the church burned down in the morning. I, I was up at night worrying, this impractical worry. Nothing was wrong, but... Fear, fear, concern, things like that get in your head. They can get you up at night. I wonder what it was for Nicodemus. Maybe he was worrying about work. Maybe he had an adult child who was going through a hard time. Maybe he had a friend who was, who was sick. Maybe it was the constant pressures of the Romans on his people all of the time that kept him up at night. Maybe he was concerned about what he had been hearing about this man named Jesus and the signs he was doing, the miracles and wonders. Whatever it was that kept him up, he found Jesus was there in the night when he went looking. I know that there's somebody here or somebody listening online who didn't sleep well last night. Something's on your mind or a lot of things. Did you look for Jesus? You may be surprised, but he's there in the dark like he was for Nicodemus. Like his father God was for the Hebrews in a pillar of fire or providing food for a hungry heart. He's dealing, I have a friend that I was talking to just the other day who's going through a very hard time. He is right now finally dealing with a grief from a loss that was a long time ago. He feels so alone. He thinks that he should feel better by now. The grief takes the time it takes, I told him. There is no timeline. He doesn't think, though, that Jesus can love him anymore. He's felt so far from him. 
He said, I'm just not worthy. He's wandering. He's groping through the dark. Now I'm praying for my friend to find Jesus in the dark because I know that Jesus can heal his heart, will show him his worth, and fill him with love. There are some who are deathly afraid of the night because of what they've gone through. To sleep is to relive a real nightmare. But you are not alone in that darkness. Jesus is not afraid of our dark. He is with us, burning with a light of love. Jesus was waiting for Nicodemus in the night. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for me. Now, Nicodemus didn't understand everything that Jesus said to him that night. It's a little confusing. We all heard it. He likely went home with more questions than answers. But he heard all that he needed to hear. He heard from Jesus that through God, a new life is possible. It might seem impossible to start over at this point, to go back to our childhood, uh, to relive life, avoiding all of the the pains and mistakes, but, but through God, we can start over right now. Jesus says you can be born anew again right now. And Nicodemus heard that it's okay to not have all of the answers. He said, God is like the wind. And while we don't know where it comes from or where it goes, and we cannot control it, the Spirit of God is alive and active in the world and in his people. And Nicodemus heard from Jesus that, that, that this world is not the end that there is eternal life, that there is life beyond whatever current circumstances might be keeping you up at night, and that he himself will get us there because he is the way. And Nicodemus heard from Jesus the most comforting word in all the earth, that because God so loved the world, that he gave his only son so that everyone who's looking for him will not perish but have eternal life. Which is to say, do not let your hearts be worried, neither let them be afraid. Jesus is a sign that all will be well. God does not come to punish, but to save and save forever. We don't know what kept Nicodemus up at night, but we know that it made him look for Jesus. And when he looked, he found him. Whatever keeps you up at night or wears you out during the day, look for Jesus. We don't know what Nicodemus thought about what Jesus told him. He doesn't speak again in this story. He just kind of disappears from the Gospel of John. It does not seem like he understood it all. And that's okay. We don't understand it all either. 
But I think that we have an idea of what finding Jesus that night did for Nicodemus. Because John tells us much later in the gospel that Jesus was crucified. And then a soldier pierced his side with a spear. And then they took him down off of the cross and a man named Joseph of Arimathea came and got his body. And there, as the darkness set on the earth, appears Nicodemus. Nicodemus, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, the Pharisee, the leader of the Jews, he came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes. John says about 75 pounds. Nicodemus was among the only ones who came to Jesus at his death, bringing enough spices to prepare 75 bodies. That's what he could think to do in that moment. Grief inspires a great abundance of generosity, often care. It would appear that what Jesus gave Nicodemus that night changed his life. He may not have understood everything Jesus was saying, but he did receive from him the love of God, the gift of a new life. And that inspired in Nicodemus a deep and lasting love for Jesus. This beloved is called grace. It's what Jesus offers us all, offers the whole wide world. If we could just accept it, to receive it. So look for Jesus. You may find him. May you find him. It's okay to not understand it all, but receive it all anyway. And you will be blessed with a love that you can never repay. And to the glory of God, that never stops us from trying. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.